This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, September 20th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Infrastructure vote could be delayed. No more hogs or pork from Puerto Rico. Lawmakers fight for renewable jet fuel. Infrastructure vote could be delayed with Democrats struggling to agree on their $3.5 trillion Build Back Better spending plan. A senior leader of the House Democratic Caucus says the final vote on the Senate-passed infrastructure bill could be delayed. The vote is still planned for September 27th per a commitment to House moderates. But House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn, the South Carolina Democrat, said yesterday on CNN that the vote could come later. Top progressives continue to insist they won't support the infrastructure bill unless they are satisfied with progress on the Build Back Better bill. We are going to work hard and reach that goal of the September 27th vote, said Clyburn. And sometimes you have to kind of stop the clock to get to the goal. We'll do what is necessary to get there. Now, keep in mind, further complicating matters for Democratic leaders is that Congress needs to raise the federal debt limit and act to keep the government funded after the new fiscal year starts October 1. For more on the D.C. to-do list in the coming days, you can read our Washington Week Ahead at agripulse.com. USDA bans hogs and pork from Puerto Rico and Virgin Islands to the mainland U.S. An Department of Agriculture has banned the transportation of live hogs and pork from Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands to the U.S. mainland, even though African swine fever has not been detected in either of the territories. The move comes as part of the USDA's effort to shield the mainland from the swine virus and ensure that even if ASF does make the leap from the Dominican Republic, it will not give foreign buyers cause to ban all of U.S. pork. The latest USDA actions are designed to create a protection zone against ASF and present it to the World Health Organization, also known by the French acronym OIE. Once that is complete, USDA will begin lobbying foreign countries to accept the zone and pledge not to ban pork from the mainland, even if ASFS detected in the territories. Lawmakers propose to fix jet biofuel provision. A bipartisan group of Midwestern lawmakers is trying to ensure that renewable jet fuel made from agriculture commodities can be used in a pilot program for military aircraft. The lawmakers are proposing an amendment that would remove the restriction from the fiscal 2022 defense authorization bill, which is on the House floor this week. House Rules Committee is meeting today to decide which amendments will get floor consideration. Now, keep in mind, the airline industry recently joined the White House in setting a goal of using 3 billion gallons of sustainable aviation fuel by 2030. But a green energy tax incentive package the House Ways and Means Committee approved last week also would block sustainable aviation fuel that's made from ag commodities from qualifying for a new tax credit. We'll have more 
AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. State Ag Commissioners are meeting in Louisville this week. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Regan, U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai, and Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack will address attendees at the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture annual meeting in Louisville this week. State Ag Directors and Commissioners are coming together through Wednesday at the in-person and virtual event being called Redefining Agriculture, which NASDA CEO Barb Glenn told AgriPulse is what we need to be doing in the aftermath of a pandemic. It is what agriculture does best. We change, we pivot, we adopt innovation and technology, and we move ahead. NASDA committees will also set policies regarding meat processing, trade, hemp, food and nutrition, and plants, and pesticides. China's biofuel policies not driven by environmental concerns, according to FAS. China will likely bend a little more ethanol into gasoline this year than it did in 2020, but the current blend rate of about 2.1% is still far below the peak of 2.8% 10 years ago, and that's largely because of uncertain policies and prices, according to a new analysis from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Chinese President Xi Jinping made an international commitment to peak carbon dioxide emissions by 2030, FAS economists in Beijing said in the analysis. While biofuels have the potential to be a tool in reaching this goal, there have been no specific directives or mentions of biofuels related to this commitment. This is the latest illustration that China's biofuels policies are primarily driven by other policy goals beyond environmental concerns. Meanwhile, China is producing and exporting more biodiesel. The FAS Bureau is predicting that primarily due to strong exports, China will produce 1.7 billion liters of biodiesel this year, a 54% increase from 2020. Chesapeake Bay dissolved oxygen levels bigger in August. Areas of low oxygen in the Chesapeake Bay increased to higher than average levels in August, a result of high temperatures, low wind speeds, and heavy rains that the Maryland Department of Natural Resources said in its monthly report. This August was the third warmest on record, the state said, citing the report. The Chesapeake Bay Foundation said efforts to reduce nutrients, especially those flowing from farm fields in Pennsylvania, need to be increased substantially. CBF and other groups, the states of Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia, and the District of Columbia, all sued the Environmental Protection Agency a year ago to compel the agency to enforce pollution limits that are in a multi-state blueprint for the estuary. 
so far. However, the lawsuit has not resulted in any action. Farm Safety and Health Week features webinars and gets presidential proclamation. Nonprofit groups of the Biden administration are highlighting the importance of farm safety as the fall harvest season gets underway. And the reason? Well, it's National Farm Safety and Health Week. And the agricultural sector is still the most dangerous in America, with 573 fatalities or the equivalent of 23.1 deaths per 100,000 workers. That according to the National Education Center for Agriculture Safety in Iowa. The AgriSafe Network is holding a series of webinars on different safety topics this week, including tractor and vehicle safety today and stress and mental health tomorrow. On Friday, President Joe Biden issued a proclamation that said the COVID-19 pandemic, quote, has taken an incalculable toll on our nation's farms and farming communities with high rates of infections and illnesses affecting nearly every facet of our agricultural system. We must continue to reduce the risk of accidents, injuries, and fatalities, as well as the health risk associated with prolonged exposure to fertilizers and chemical agents. We must continue to get Americans vaccinated so that our brave farmers, ranchers, and farm workers can go to work free from the deadly threat of COVID-19. Here's today's She Said It. Our new key phrase is United We Thrive. I have no doubt that Ted McKinney is going to take NASDA to increasing heights. That Barb Glenn speaking about her successor who takes over as NASDA CEO September 27th. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, September 20th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.